So after debuting on number one on the Billboard charts, the first ever artist with no prior history on the Billboard charts to score that number one, um, what 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 leads what what comes from that for somebody who doesn't have the infrastructure for somebody who doesn't have the backing of a label? Um, it can be incredibly difficult to navigate that life after your video after the song rich men north of richmond scores 71 million views on youtube another 70 million streams on spotify i mean it was the the hottest song and still one of the the hottest songs of the year but what comes after that? Timothy Bell is the national culture reporter at the Washington Post and joins us. Timothy, good to have you. Hey, how are you going today, okay? Very good. All is well here in the Motor City. What's interesting here is when you when you see that meteoric rise, I mean, almost overnight. I mean, it was instantaneous for Oliver Anthony. Then comes all of the the stuff after the fact, right? There was questions whether he was a Republican or Democrat, although the song seemed to resonate with everybody, the middle class across the board. But but when you're uh, canceling events because uh, the the venue is charging too much for for a ticket and he didn't like that and that causes, uh, you know, these the, the the people who run these venues and concerts and festivals to then take pause and say, well, maybe you shouldn't book this guy, put him on the bill because he's difficult to work for. Um, what, what have we seen in the aftermath of Richmond, North of Richmond, the, the meteoric rise for Oliver Anthony? Yeah, it's an extremely interesting case because if you look at this modern era of streaming and how we consume this music, we really haven't seen a similar case like Oliver Anthony just yet in terms of someone who came out of nowhere and and established himself super quickly with a lot of people within a very short period of time. And what you're seeing now is someone who has no infrastructure, no experience dealing with booking shows and selling merchandise and everything else that goes along with it. Uh, he is actually grappling with all that comes with this very sudden fame that has resonated with tens of millions of people. And so far, he's done a pretty good job so far overall just kind of navigating it. But there have been some hiccups in terms of uh, just him actually booking shows and just him still not signing with um, Peter Accords table yet. So we really have not seen anything like this before. And it's all just kind of happening in real time in this uh, last month or so. One of the things that, that you pointed out in your piece uh, on the Washington Post, Oliver Anthony seized on a moment with Richmond, north of Richmond, now what? Um, is the, 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 the access to him has been very limited. Right. He did an interview with Joe Rogan. He did an interview with Jordan Peterson, Fox and Friends, a couple other places. But he's been very hard right. to get. We've reached out to him here. I, I, I know you have, too. Um, and and uh, 
the 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 conversation with Joe Rogan was interesting because it it, it did feel very much like this is a normal guy. This is a guy who probably has political beliefs on both sides of the spectrum, says he isn't overly political, but his songs would probably tell you otherwise. This is just a guy who feels like um, he's tapped into this feeling of middle-class America that they don't have enough, they're, 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 too much is being taken from them, and it's hard for them to make a living. And, and that really was the vibe I think I got from, from the Joe Rogan interview. But at the same time, when you when you experience that meteoric rise and there's no foundation, there's no backing, it can be incredibly difficult. And for somebody who, who doesn't have or at least now has very little experience in the music industry, that can be a pretty tumultuous path forward as you try to embark on this road of being a professional musician. What, what have you taken from some of those appearances that he's made? Yeah, I mean, overall, this is still the guy that the public in general has no idea who he is. I mean, he is pissed to someone who uh, uh, got his GED after hopping out of high school. He had worked largely plant jobs in North Carolina before working um, as a aluminum siding salesman right before he blew up. And, and it's in his case, while we still don't know tons about him, those interviews have started to give at least some indication of, of who he is. And honestly, I think we've learned more from him speaking directly to his fans on social media and saying, just, I know that song is not just about President Biden, but it's also about all of those Republican candidates also running um, in 2024. So he has really emphasized that it, it, while it is a political working class anthem, he's trying to take those politics out of it, which uh, I think is really hard to do, but that's what, what he's saying. And obviously it has resonated with so many people in a political way. And I hope to be interested to see how he does moving forward, who he does speak with, because like you said, I did try to speak to him several times. I know a bunch of people have, but he's just been super collective in terms of how he gets his message out. So you also, uh, you also highlighted in your piece, the, 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 the fan following that he's created. I mean, people are traveling around the country to see this guy and, and, and understanding that, you know, you are a hot ticket. People are willing to pay more money, but based on his experiences and and based on the song, he doesn't want people to pay a lot of money. So it's an interesting dichotomy for a guy who wants to make it as a musician, who wants to get into the world of, of entertainment and, and, and music, but still try to maintain those roots of, remaining loyal and and keeping that same ideology of you know working class you know middle class uh blue collar workers and and giving them an outlet to go see him it, it's almost like uh you, you want your cake and eat it too and it's it, it just it feels like an unattainable goal but but he has maintained and built a very rabid following yeah i mean i do think the 
longer he does this and the more shows he plays, it's going to be harder and harder to maintain that vibe he's had in this first month or so. Yeah. I know it's, when I saw him a couple of weeks back, he was at a big rock and metal festival and and it was so hot outside he was basically the only country in, uh act on that docket and i gotta tell you there were still like thousands of people who showed up at noon when he was in the mid 90s to see him and hear him play for under a half hour i mean unbelievable it did not matter that he was a country act at this rock and metal festival people understood what he was saying in that song in his other songs and just wanted to see him and i i do think that is something that should not be lost in all this coverage in that um uh this message resonates across uh Political aisles, class aisles, it, it is it has resonated with a lot of different folks. Uh, Timothy Bella, thank you so much. I'm up against it. Uh, great talk. I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you so much. Yeah, you have got it. One. You too. Uh, we'll take a break, come back for more, get to more of your calls and texts coming up as well.